You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by... Bet US here with your break from all the Harry Swerves Five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. And life is back on sports betters. Bet US has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year in live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800 792 3887. That's 800-79-BET-US. Bet US for 125% bonuses with our promo code TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your social, phone, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, Bet US. You bet you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Back from his hiatus, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Uh, yeah, had a little run-in with the COVID last week. Uh, put me on my ass pretty good, <clears throat> but made it through it. And uh, just like uh, our good friend Matthew Wilder back in the 80s told us, ain't nothing going to break in my stride. Nobody going to slow me down. Oh, no. I got to keep on moving. Also infected, but not contagious via broadband, the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott. Yeah, uh, it's not the kind of virus that I can give you over the computer. And uh, also, COVID ain't going to keep me away from this show. Uh, unlike Bumper J. Bailey, who was looking for a week off, I'm dedicated. I'm uh, way older. I'm way older, though. Way older is a little bit of a reach, but uh, I'll, I'll give you older. Uh, but, yeah, I like it, man. Um, nobody's going to hold you down. So how long till I get it, you guys? Uh, it's only a matter of time, really. Yeah, I think, I think at this point, like everybody in the world, it's just like a rite of passage of being a human. You, you know what this, really this Omicron? And I'm not positive. How do you know if you had the, the which variant? They didn't tell me. They're just like, you're positive. I'm like, yeah, but there's like one million variants. I've heard there's some kind of stealth variant now going on. Um, I'm just assuming yeah. that I had the Omicron. I'm not positive, but yeah, that's whatever the, it was, it, it was no fun for about four days, and the two days that bookended that were semi-better. It's extremely likely that it was Omicron, given that it's the dominant variant right now, but I don't know. Maybe you keep a sample. I don't know. Let, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you're going to keep well, it, but... Jamie, as far as you getting it, uh, you do hold one advantage uh, over Bump and I in this situation where you don't live with a walking human Petri dish that goes around. Um, excuse other... me? <laughs> well, don't talk about Josie or Melissa like that. Uh, but, yeah, right, right. Man, children uh, just like uh, saliva everywhere. They put things in their mouths. They get sick frequently, and uh, that's where I believe mine came home. It came, yeah, came from my daughter's daycare. It sounds like any of my cats, actually, if you want to talk about <laughs> getting sick all the time. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Melissa does run with a pretty wild crowd, so it wouldn't shock me if she were to bring something home. But, yeah, here yeah. we are. 
So you never know what's going to happen in the middle of in the middle of a uh, Brazilian blowout. There you go. So, so the big the big news this week, Southern Miss related news. Uh, of course, they had no choice but to talk about it. This week it was announced. There was a, an email that went out to faculty and staff later to the alumni on Friday, January the 21st. University of Southern Mississippi President Rodney Bennett announced that he is stepping down at the end of his contract. He is, uh, which will last until June the 30th, 2023. So he's still the president for a while. It's not like coaching, coaching. It's not like president searches we've had in the past where we had to bring in Aubrey Lucas. I don't know if Aubrey's capable at this point. Uh, he lives in my neighborhood. I see him out checking the mail. But I don't know if he feels like being an interim president again. So uh, Dr. Bennett will be the president for the next year and a half. So we've got a year and a half to sort out that search. And who will be the next president of Southern Miss? We've got no problems with Rodney, though, man. Uh, no, not at all. You know, I mean, super approachable guy and uh, and just dealt with a lot. Been here a while and. I don't even think it's arguable that he's that he's leaving it better than he found it. So whatever is going on behind the scenes, I I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I wish him I wish him the best. And um, and I think he represented Southern Miss well. And kind of sorry to see him go. Yeah, very sorry to see him go. I'm I'm a big Rodney Bennett fan, Doctor Rodney Bennett fan. Uh, give the man his due respect. Um, but yeah, he, he definitely has has picked up the academic side. Uh, you got to be happy about that, and we've got some really positive momentum rolling in the athletics department right now. So, uh, yeah, thank him for for a, a basically a decade of service to the university. That's a really long time for for a president to stay at a university. Uh, I mean, it's it's not uncommon. Uh, my uh, my mother-in-law works in higher education, worked at Southern Miss for a while. Uh, it's not uncommon for for presidents to move on after that that moment in time so i wouldn't necessarily jump to the conclusion that something crazy is going on behind the scenes it's great for message board conversation uh but uh, he may just be like look i've been here for a decade i've i've uh, done what i've wanted to do here i've got this place on the right path it's time for somebody else to bring some new energy in um so yeah do something interesting to follow we've got a year and a half to figure it out. Uh, it's good that we don't, we don't have to be rushed and we've got stable leadership in place while we do that search. Uh, but it should be interesting to see who the next president of the University of Southern Mississippi is. I mean, think about all his accomplishments. Probably none bigger than getting a Southern Miss podcast up on iTunes. Um, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the most disappointing thing to me is that Jamie never – you never really uh, – I don't guess you really finished that bit that you had with with, with Bennett as uh, as Digital Underground. He kind of has a bit of a Shock G as Humpty Hump uh, kind of vibe. To, and I just so – Well, I, I say you didn't get a chance. He's going to be here until 2023. We so, got time. Right? So you we have got a little time. bit of time. Yeah. You hit us with a little bit of it. If you're a, if you're a Bennett – and you live in the city of Hattiesburg and you run a major university, you might talk <laughs> like Humpty Hump occasionally. And he doesn't really talk like Humpty Hump. That's just like my like take on how he talked. But yeah, um, super guy and certainly wish him the best. But it, I am I am glad that we have time to actually 
go through with an actual search while having someone still at the helm. It is nice not to have to go sure. all scorched earth. This, you know, it, it was just some immediate scandal or change or whatever else. It's, uh, it's been a while since we've, we've had that ability. So I am grateful for that. And, and hopefully the, um, whoever is on the, the, the crew for the search will make the, the right decision and, and give us a present that'll keep us going in the right trajectory. Right. Now. And, and I'll say this too. I mean, you know, I hope the next guy, st- I mean, like I felt like he provided some stability. We all remember what it was like there for a while. Every mm. time we turned around, we had a different, uh, we had somebody different running the show in the athletic department and the, uh, and the presidency. Um, so I felt like he provided some stability, did a good job. And, um, Hopefully, whoever we get the next time, he stays for another decade, right? Wasn't it like his first day on campus there was a tornado? <laughs> it was very <laughs> quick, right? Yeah. It, Ruined uh, our it wasn't far from it. Time. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. So in Southern Miss basketball news this week, the, the Golden Eagles uh, kicked off the week last Wednesday, January the 19th at home. Jason, do you have some – some notes to update us on with the Southern Miss basketball team. So yeah, so Southern Miss, of course, six at uh, six and twelve, one and four right now. Um, had Southeastern Baptist for the first game last week. Won that game one hundred to fifty. Led fifty-seven to twenty-nine at halftime. Um, we, we won the game, doubling up the Chargers. Like I said, one hundred to fifty. Um, Stevenson with a with a great night, twenty-nine points in twenty-nine minutes. A very efficient night. I think this is the game where he reached the thousand point mark. Might be the next one. Either way, he reached the thousand point mark this week. Um, Pink added 14 points. Pierre had 15 and was three for five from three point range. He's really um, he, he's he's turning into the kind of guy that we we really need um, from time to time when we're playing some better opponents in particular to to get the hot hand. And sometimes he does doesn't, but it looks like the game's slowing down for him a little bit, in my opinion. And and, uh, and that's and that's good to see, because um, I guess he would still be classified as a freshman, right? I think so. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah. So he's another one of these kind of like a Frank Gore. So next year he'll be a sophomore, which I know a, a lot of school same situation going on. So <laughs> you got to understand that too. But but you know he he is a guy that that he doesn't look nearly as rushed um, as as he has looked in the last year and a half. So it's good to see him coming around. Uh, Blake Roberts was his first career bucket as a golden Eagle. He had a three pointer. That was pretty cool. Cause I was watching it uh, here at the house. And uh, of course, Lee Roberts, his dad was calling the game on ESPN three. So it had to be a special moment for Lee and um, uh, 12 different golden Eagles scored during that game. And don't get me wrong. This 150 point game. This is, you know, you win a game by 50 and you're like, how'd you get up? 50? That's the kind of opponent that we were playing, but it was either that or just straight up practicing or doing an air squad, you know? So, um, uh, so, so we got a, we found a game to play and they played it. The chargers were led by Larry Holmes. who had 16 points. Uh, Jacoby York added 11 points as well. Um, appreciate those guys coming over and playing us. Uh, the Golden Eagles forced 30 turnovers and only had 11 turnovers of their own. Again, you got to take into account the opponent, but turnovers have kind of killed us the entire year. And it uh, looks like we've made some strides during that game. Uh, the next game that we played was versus Middle Tennessee. 
uh, lost that game 74 to 60. Led at the half 33 to 30, which was cool. Um, and, and this is another game where, you know, so many games this year we've started off uh, in a drought. Like before you know it, we're losing 16 to 4, right? That was kind of flip flopped in this game. Came out, you know, solid, had a game plan. And uh, I think at some point during the game, talent and depth definitely took over. When we stayed with the script and got it in, got to the line, uh, it, it looked great. You know, it was a game plan much like the like back in the day with Eustachy. Uh Get it down, drive it to the hole. Mo Arnold had a good game. Um, of course, Stevenson had a good game too. But but towards the end, I think we just kind of ran out of gas and just ran out of people. Honestly, with with everybody knows what's going on with our probably two best players outside of Stevenson, not in the game right now. Um, we give up 44 points in the second half. <laughs> That's an awful lot of points. Uh, you got to give middle some credit. Um, but like I said, Stevenson was a bright spot. Very efficient game once again. 20 points on 9 of 12 shooting. Also had 11 rebounds. Worth every bit the price of admission anytime he laces them up. Um, and, you know, and like we talked about in the last game, when, when uh, having somebody get hot, uh, normally that needs to be Pierre, and, you know, nobody really got hot. Uh, we turned it over seven times. Middle only turned it over ten. To the line ten more times and made five more free throws than we did. Uh, but, you know, Southern Miss did shoot the ball at a good clip, 48.9% from the field, 78.9% from the stripe, which are fantastic numbers. Um, but to beat a good team like Middle, you're going to need that guy that can just uh, pop in some three-pointers to, uh, to kind of bridge the gap there, and we never did it. Uh, now, we did um, hold – uh, middle to just two from for 24 from three-point range so played some nice perimeter defense but we only hit one of 12 from three-point range so uh the, the the equalizer that could have been was not and um and we just weren't able to pull it off uh a couple stats it might have been a, a bigger difference in the game than the ones i've already mentioned um second chance points middle had 19 usm had one and um Bench points, middle with 34, USM with four. And we know that. You know, we, can, we can't play a ton of guys right now. Um, so we're just trying to get our guys out there and, and let them rock and hope they're hot. But uh, I don't know. I, I would like to think we're still taking a step in the right direction. It's not a whole lot of people want to hear that right now when you keep losing. But um, I thought the game plan was there, and we just kind of ran out of gas. Uh we got North Texas coming up this Thursday at 7 o'clock and Rice Saturday at 2 o'clock at Reed Green Coliseum. Yeah, man. Go ahead, I was Shane. just going to say that that Middle Tennessee State game, um, that we kind of flipped the script on, on what we normally do where we get in a big hole to begin mm-hmm. with. Sure. And in that game, we opened up a very large lead and then just painfully had to watch it dwindle away uh, until then we were in the hole. But uh, it was interesting how we came out hot playing, you know, solid defense and, and really stuck it to him in the beginning. Uh, we just like you said, you know, we, we didn't have uh, the, the horses or the or the gas in the horses to to hang on for the win there. Yeah, and give middle all kinds of credit. In in the second half, honestly, a lot of that middle uh, defense that was played reminded me of a little bit of the Tyndall days when he was here and things that we used to do to other teams. Of course, we had the depth, we had the players, we had the length, we had the quickness, um, things that, you know, we're honestly just don't have a lot of that uh, with, with the two guys out. So, the, yeah. yeah, and, the the you know, 
I was going to say the crowd was the crowd that was there was very lively there in the second half. I'm not going to say they had a great crowd, but the crowd that was there, you could tell that. You know, I love how the announcers, uh, uh, the announcers, um, were like, well, you know, they moved this game up so everybody would have a chance to go to the Titans game. I've never heard USM use that for like a Saints thing, right? And they're like, it's just an hour down the road. I'm like, well, New Orleans is pretty close. I don't think we ever use that excuse, but. Yeah, like there's not enough people in Nashville to fill up that stadium. They need help from Murfreesboro. <laughs> Can you imagine if so? I mean, it's a great stadium. The stadium was great. I think it's even going through a renovation right now, too. That the little stadium is great. I'm jealous. Uh, I just I can't imagine a scenario where Southern Miss had a really good team and a really nice arena and people just opted to not go because they're going to drive. I don't know. Whatever. Well, they, they, I mean, when we played them up there in football last time, there was a Tennessee game at the same time. And they were like, oh, nobody's there because there's a Tennessee game going on. Uh, there's a new there's a new uh, strawberry dessert wine at Arrington Vineyards. <laughs> Bubba Joe released a whole new batch of meth over at the trailer park. <laughs> we can't make it to the Mutsu game. They were, I mean, well, you're for as nice as their basketball arena is, their football stadium is that bad. What well, yours? I mean, like, I mean, I, I know we've talked about middle on here before, but like. When you're so poor that you can't even like you can't even make a move in conference because <laughs> you can't leave Conference USA because of the the you can't see it as an investment to get out of Conference USA. You, it's not as is the investment in Conference USA to leave Conference USA is bigger than what you think you could get from getting out of Conference USA. Yeah, it's kind see, of bananas. Folks, and that right there demonstrates to you that there is a difference between being broke and running lean. And Southern Miss is good at running lean. We've done it for a long time, but we're not legally allowed to get into the hole. We've got to come out in the black every year, so we can't spend money we don't have. And when a situation like this comes along, we're in better shape than schools that borrow their way into debt to try to keep up with everybody but don't have any money coming in. Mm-hmm. Both those games this week against uh, North Texas and Rice, both at home at Reed Green Coliseum on Thursday and Saturday, both games also – on ESPN Plus as well. Shane, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened this week with women's basketball? Yeah, uh, that'll be a little bit quicker story because they only played one game also against Mutsu, uh, but that was Saturday the 22nd. The ladies stopped their win streak with a 10-point loss to uh, the, what, the, what is even Mutsu's uh, mascot? The Lady Texters? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll call them the Lady Texters. Uh, walk away with a victory over the Lady Eagles, 81 to 71. Uh, Deja Allman and Dominique Davis, both with 16 points to lead the Lady Eagles on the scoring side. Uh, Malia Grayson was not far behind them with 12 points. The Lady Eagles were actually up 40 to 38 at the half and 58 to 51 at the end of the third quarter. Uh, but uh, four three-pointers from Mutsu, Lady Textures in the fourth uh, helped to, to close that gap and put the Lady Textures uh, ahead. Uh, Allman scored 12 of her 16 in the first half. 
five of five from the field, two of two from the line. Pretty impressive first half numbers from her. Uh, unfortunately, the Lady Eagles could not keep the hot hand going. They'll have two chances this week, though. Uh, next at North Texas on Thursday, the 27th at 6:30. North Texas is coming into that game at seven and eight and one and four in Conference USA play. And then at Rice on Saturday, the 29th at two o'clock. The ladies play, uh, and Rice is coming into that game five and eight and zero oh and five in Conference USA play. So definitely two winnable games if you look at the records. The Lady Eagles this week after that loss to Mutsu are sitting at eleven and six and an even three and three in Conference USA play. All right, don't, don't, the don't. Uh, Middle Tennessee women's basketball team is referred to as the Lady Raiders. Lady Raiders. Yeah, they're the Blue Raiders. That's what they are. Dumb mascot for a dumb school. <laughs> I'm still going with the Lady Textures. That just seems to fit. Me too. I'm with you. So let's have a word real quick from our sponsors. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Don't let wild hairs wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here with the best tools to get you ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men who trust Manscaped, the leader in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use our promo code TTTT for 20% off and free shipping. And hey, if you if you uh if you you if you have other things you got going on there that you need some help with, uh Manscaped also they have the uh, the Weed Whacker. It's a nose Ear, ear, nose and ear hair trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. The weed whacker is a water, is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor, motor powered 360 degree, they, the reading, they know better. 360 degree <laughs> rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which pre- prevents nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Oh my. Get, get 20% off. And free shipping with our code TTTT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code TTTT. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Also, bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using our promo code TTTT125. Or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid. Bet U.S. All right, so NFL action this past weekend. And, man, my goodness, what a weekend for NFL football it was. Absolutely incredible. If you missed it, you missed it. There's nothing else to say about that. But we had one of the Golden Eagles eliminated, uh, Raheem Nunez-Rochez and his Tampa Bay Bucks fell to the Los Angeles Rams. But they fell to the San Francisco 49ers, and although he is not active, Tarverius Moore is still on the roster. He's on the injured reserve right now. So Tarverius Moore, his team still active, the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC, taking on the taking on the uh, Rams for the NFC Championship. And on the other side, the AFC Championship, the Kansas City Chiefs will be taking on the Bengals and former Golden Eagle Mike Thomas. So the only Golden Eagle who's still uh, you know, active, not on the injured reserve that's in this thing, Mike Thomas and the Bengals. So if you're looking for a team to pull for, that's a, that's a great start there, Cincinnati Bengals. It, 
Who day? Is that a yeah? I was about to say, isn't that who day? That is who day. So we we need some clarification on this. On Twitter, we were uh, um, Principal Broadhead hit me up because uh, and, and he he was asking the question. He was like, "What you know? Why are they trying to like steal the who dat and uh, what is this who day garbage and everything?" And I was like, "Actually, I I really think that Cincinnati came up with the thing first. But if you look back, it's hard, kind of hard to tell. So like they both came up with it kind of a right. Do you guys have any insight on that? Uh, as the we Saints, just hear more of the Houdat down here. We hear more but, of the Houdat down here, but I think the Houdat originated. It was actually before it even was used with the Saints out of New Orleans. Um, it was with a local school, so I think technically Houdat is first, is my understanding. But both of them have been around before we were even born, so it's not like it's a you know. Well, I know I know some Bengals fans, and uh, and I can imagine. I have one Bengals fan friend, was friend of the show, John Carter, right? Um, as long as he's been alive, they haven't won a playoff game. Yeah. Right? And so he's loving it right now. I mean, and I'm so happy for him. And it's kind of, it's a team that I can get behind. I can typically get behind the underdog. Um, and it's, I, I typically don't get behind people that come from that league to lead teams. Uh, but Joe Burrow is a cool, I mean, I like him. I like the guy. Um, he's, he's got something about him, man. And, 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 uh, and of course, Mike Thomas being on the team helps out. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it's cool. They, the only thing I don't like about the Bengals is Eli Apple, uh, popping off by the city of New Orleans. And I think he's going to get, I mean, he's not the best anyway, so he's probably going to get burned this weekend anyways. But, um, yeah, that's the only thing, but I'm, I love Mike. I absolutely love Mike Thomas. I would love to see Mike Thomas get a ring. So think about this. So. If the Bengals were to win, and that's a tall order. I think they're seven-point underdogs against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs, it's understandable why the Chiefs would be favored. Very explosive football team. But so let's say the Bengals win, Mike Thomas goes to the, the bowl game. So if, if the 49ers win, you'll have uh, Mike Thomas with the Bengals, then Tarverius Moore, even though he's not playing, he's still in the 49ers roster, he'd get a ring. So you'd have two Golden Eagles per se um, in the Super Bowl. If the, if the Bengals win and the Rams win, you essentially have the Mike Thomas Bowl. You have yeah. uh, the ghost of Mike Thomas present against <laughs> the ghost of Mike Thomas past. So if the Bengals do win, it's going to be a, an interesting matchup for us to discuss. Uh, but before that being said, it is a tall order this weekend for them to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs again. They beat them once this year. Uh, it's going to be tough for them to do that again. But we'll see. We're pulling for. I'm pulling for you, Mike. Man, that Chiefs Bills game was nuts. Oh that my God, nuts. I mean, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen a game that had better quarterback play on both sides of the ball than that game. I mean, like, just like, unreal. Like within 45 seconds. Yeah. Just, like it's over. Now it's over. Josh now Allen and over. Patrick Mahomes are incredible quarterbacks, and, man, that was a fun game to watch. And I didn't have any uh, skin in that game, and the, there were no Southern Miss players. I, I don't have an NFL team. So I was just like, well – I didn't. I'll, I'll admit I did not watch the first two games of the weekend uh, because I was just curled up in a ball wanting to die, uh, <laughs> feel, feeling like I pissed off the mob and they came to my house with a baseball bat and and took their time and beat every one of my joints into a fine powder. Uh, is about how I was feeling on Saturday. Um, so laid up in the bed on Sunday, I did get to watch both of those games, and uh, I mean, just when you think. Brady's going to come back and and pull off some magic to win that game. Uh, you know they lose, and then 
uh, how in the world with 13 seconds Patrick Mahomes gets him into field goal range and then the the dumbest overtime rule in all of the sports world doesn't even let Josh Allen touch the ball in that game uh but man what a what a day of football the the play that Josh Allen made uh the back to back um so it was fourth and I mean, I'm just trying to off the top of my head but it was fourth and whatever 13 or something it was fourth and long uh, and, and scrambled around and and made the first down. And then the very next play, scrambled again and threw a dart in the end zone for a touchdown. Two of the best. And then the two point conversion. <laughs> right. The two point uh, conversion. He ran for his life and and then hit him. That was just <laughs> wild football. Yeah, it was good stuff. And, and you know, you mentioned the was it thirteen seconds left on the clock? Yeah. Yeah. If we gotten to that point now, if we gotten to the point, you know, it used to be. Um, you know, like if there's a minute left, you're like, is that too much? You know, now it's, I don't know, there's 13 seconds left. <laughs> they can uh, get off three plays. <laughs> I think if you've got, I think it's, it's it, I don't get off three plays unless you're Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas, you got <laughs> Dak in his bottle rocket arm. Um, that was the dumbest call I've ever seen. Maybe just as dumb as the defensive call uh, for Tampa Bay. Uh, when they sent all the the guys blitzing instead of sending her back in coverage to kind of force overtime, they they yeah. kind of allowed that to happen to themselves. But sorry, that's a whole nother tangent. No, absolutely. But two, you know, thirteen seconds when you've got Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes is it's different. It'd be different <laughs> if it was like any pretty much any other team. I don't know that anybody has that kind of offensive firepower. So they definitely have. If anybody's going to do it, that's probably who you would. Well, and, and, and you know, the happen. Bills had the number one defense, right? Yeah. I mean, well, not that not that defenses you can't really rank them like we used to back in the day, like with the '85 Bears with Jamie and, um, you know, I, I, I get it because because nobody <laughs> used to fear going over the middle, right? Going over the you couldn't go over the middle. Remember those days? It was talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody would you you would uh just you couldn't do it. Um, and nor could you um sit back there and wait all day because somebody would kill you if you're the quarterback. Now, neither one of those things are a thing. People can stay wide open because safeties can't launch. Um, and you literally cannot hit the quarterback anywhere. You can't hit him too low. You can't hit him too high. So it's geared towards allowing, I guess we're talking about how awesome the game was. So I can't really follow it up with, well, yeah, but it's not that awesome. So, but you know, it, it's, it's it's just getting that way. So, but you also have quarterbacks that are a lot more athletic than they used to be. I maybe. I yeah. mean, I, I Josh Allen is like six five, two forty, and can like a deer. Yeah, you had you had <laughs> Randall Cunningham, you had Warren Moon, but like most of them were like pocket passers. Like now, even the pocket passers are dual threat. It's like you don't have that you many quarterbacks. But you cannot back. make the argument that it's not easy to play quarterback now, though. People are playing at forty five freaking years old. You oh. can, there's no way in hell Joe Montana could have played to 45 years uh, old. He would have died. But you can't the make the argument that they're more athletic now, though. I mean, like pretty much every I guess court. throughout history, you can probably make that argument forever. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, Thank you to maybe. Sanderson Farms and your hormoned up chicken. But yeah, they're, I mean, like everybody's a dual threat. I mean, like there's hey. not – now that Big Ben's gone, Tom Brady's not obviously – Rogers not. He's got a little bit of leg, but I mean, like most of the quarterbacks can run. Yeah, well, that's the way the game is is kind of evolving. Is you've got to have that mobile quarterback. Back in the day, if you ran, 
I, I remember one time Warren Sapp was interviewed, and they said like somebody's going to come into the league running the option. And he just started laughing. He said, "Well, we're going to kill him. You can't do that anymore. You just you can't. You, you aren't allowed." Well, to hit but that doesn't mean they're not faster. Yeah, they're they're the still faster quarterbacks. No, you have the, you, no, 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 no. You have the ability to slide now and not get hit. You, I mean, there's just it's just easier. But you, you, could slide, you could slide before and not get hit. In the 70s, 80s, and 90s, linemen would put metal bars and put a fake cast around <laughs> it and club people in the head. It's I drink, mean, it, yeah. drink it, drink it, drink it halftime. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's a little bit of something that I like about Joe Burrow. To circle it back around to Joe Burrow real quick, did you guys see uh, the um, the the tweet that Black and Gold Review had of, of it was a retweet or as a um, quote tweet of something the Athletic put out? I when don't Joe, know. When Joe Burrow was at was at LSU, um, Devin White was quoted as saying, um, "Yeah, that play don't work." Um, he was trash talking um, Joe Burrow during his first season at LSU, and Joe Burrow supposedly turned around and said, "Hey, hey Devin, shut up, or else I'm going to come over there and beat the f out of you." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's another that's another feather in the cap for me and Joe Burrow fandom. Um, did yeah, you not? Like cool guy. Did you not hear? When uh, when we were playing Louisiana Monroe, did you not hear Jack Abraham say that to uh, the Louisiana Monroe team? Did you no. know? Okay, no. I didn't either. I didn't either. I was no. just checking. So <laughs> it's a segue. Wait a minute. I think you just put another pick. Before we, yeah, or fumbled. Uh, well, is he going to fumble uh, the, the acceptance letter to the next school he goes to? I think that makes my 12. My man. Why, why, are you, why are you stepping on my toes when I was about to say that that was the next bit of news there? Oh, well, I didn't. I could have looked at the game notes, I guess. But I was more <laughs> focused on saying one more thing about the NFL before we move on to that. Uh, and then we'll pretend like I didn't say anything. And, and you can go back uh, back to that. I forgot, actually, we hadn't talked about that yet. Um, it seems like it happened 12 years ago. But I guess, <laughs> uh, again, we'll touch on that in a second. Tyreek Hill is a cheat code. It's he not is, fair. Yeah, I know. He's absolutely Ooh. ridiculous. So that, one of my favorite plays I have ever witnessed in football happened in that game Sunday. The dude flashed deuces to somebody that was in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy didn't touch him. Yeah. It's like that takes gigantic wheelbarrow <laughs> full of balls it to is. be like, oh, you're in front of me? You're, you think you're going to tackle me? I'm going to flash you the peace sign, and I am gone. That was amazing. <laughs> and then you've got – and then you got Travis Kelsey, who's just a ridiculously talented tight end. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they've got some just insane weapons over there. Absolutely fun to watch, man. They're, they are fun. Yeah. They're a very fun team to watch. So I'm, I'm I, and I am great. I will say this also about the NFL. You know, pulling for Mike Thomas, obviously, no yeah, doubt yeah. about it. But uh, it is nice not to have a, a Rodgers or a Brady or a, it's like nice to have some new blood. I know. Tyreek Hill, I mean, not Tyreek Hill, uh, Mahomes, well, I guess Tyreek Hill, too. The Chiefs were there like two years ago, but it still feels like new blood that's going to be in the uh, in the Super Bowl, so that'll be nice. Um, so as I just alluded to, former Golden Eagle quarterback Jack Abraham entering the transfer portal again after spending the past season at Mississippi State. He got injured on a, uh, on a handoff play at practice and out for the season. He was granted a uh, another year, year of medical eligibility, and he is in the portal. There's no exact word on where he's heading, but rumor is that it is in Oxford. So he would be the first quarterback to play for all three state schools in addition to Louisiana Tech and North 
Western Mississippi, Northeastern, Northwestern Mississippi Community College. Yes. Okay. Chain. I don't think the Oxford stuff is true because after those rumors came out, he had made a post on Twitter that was saying he was open to any and all suitors, no matter the level that he had received a seventh year and he wanted to play football. Okay, we'll see. There was a there was a rumor that he was enrolled in school at in Oxford to try to complete his uh his uh the trifecta 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 well his journey to dental school. Uh, <laughs> I will say that uh, I mean that may be the case, but somebody made that comment in the comments, so uh, this tweet definitely happened after the Ole Miss rumor was out there. Okay, kind of like doing like his own Mississippi Blues Trail. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. And hey, don't get me Mississippi wrong. Mississippi turnover trail. I don't like the way things ended. I do like Jack as a kid. Uh, I mean, I think he's a good I'll kid. I'll go along with that. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, there's it, just it, something it, about staying, man. There's just something about staying and finishing out. We've talked about it before. What if Stevenson left? How differently would he will we feel right now? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? And, and, and hey, I don't I, – I, with the way things went, I don't blame him for leaving. I blame him for leaving when he did. Yeah. It's a concussion, guys. I'm thinking about my health. Portal. And then you get another concussion right. in Starkville on a handoff play, but still, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, well, if concussions are a concern, you just had another one. It's probably time to start cleaning some teeth. Look, and I don't want to smack talk the kid. Uh, like you guys said, he seems like he's probably a great human being, but he was a turnover machine, and I was glad that we were able to move on from him as quarterback because we were not going to win Conference USA championships with Jack Abraham at that the hell yeah depending on which jack you got if you got good jack you can look great well but, but there's a good jack say, and there's a bad jack then when and, bad jack showed up for whatever reason we couldn't pull the trigger and take the quarterback out i don't know why it's like that you can do it with all the other positions um but, well, but when so the head good coach jack and your good, dad are big buddies bad. but at the end of the day he you know he kind of just he walked man when, when, cool, so. when he was when he had time he was outstanding when he didn't he was not I mean, it's pretty much when when defenses figured out that they if they got to just uh, send the pressure, then it was over. When he had time to throw, he was. I mean, he you couldn't have been any more accurate. But when he didn't, that's those things went south. I so, want to push even a little further and say if uh, the completion was five yards or less, he was on the money. But <laughs> if you had to go any further than that, it was probably an interception. <laughs> but he usually had the pressure on that. Is what I'm saying. We like can usually, blame the pressure. I can say he was a bubble screen quarterback and nothing else. All right. That's Shane. Shane Light. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did get a new commitment this week. Uh, we got another commitment. as a walk-on. We got another commitment. Uh, Clebron <clears throat> Pollard. He is the son of former Golden Eagle linebacker and coach Latrell Pollard. 6'4", 290-pound offensive tackle out of Oak Grove High School in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He was named to the Clarion Ledger All-State team this past week, so it's good to see him get that recognition. The three-star by uh, 24-7 as well. Um, according to 24-7, he had offers from Southern Miss, Arkansas State, Colorado, East Carolina, and Houston, among others. So it's good to have him back in the family, so to speak. Yeah, that's uh, the Pollards have, have done very well for Southern Miss on the offensive line, so uh, excited to have another one coming. Uh, would like to see uh, a Pollard wide receiver in the fold, maybe. 
I was about to say there is another one in the pipeline as well, huh? I, I I'm I is he a little younger. I don't know. I don't know if they're related. I don't know what the story is. I don't oh. know. His name's oh. Pollard, and I think you would, but I don't know the story with that. It's well, weird. maybe Pollard. he's not a brother. Maybe if you're he's a Pollard, a, and you're from Oak Grove. You're probably an offensive lineman, so maybe he's not. <laughs> he, I don't know what the story is with him, but I mean, the Oak Grove, the one game I went to this year, I mean, he was he was probably the best player on the field. I mean, you know, from just an offensive standpoint, played receiver. Took some took some handoffs. He was he was really sharp. So uh, I don't Who know what do the story is. We know that Noah Grove. Pilo may know. Pilo is making us an Oak Grove shirt. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Jamie went to Oak Grove. Yeah, I, yeah. See, I went to Oak Grove. Uh, trivia, then I'm your man. But yeah, I was I but I was I was on the Northwest sidelines for that game uh, because my my niece cheers at Northwest. Hey, which by the way. My niece, JC. I don't know if I told you guys. So she is a junior. She'll be a senior next year. She is going. She told me her college decision, and she is going to Jones Junior College upon graduation from Northwest Rankin before coming to the University of Southern Mississippi. Oh, so, hey now. Following in her uncle's footsteps. Following hey? her uncle's footsteps. Yeah, I'm sure she's gonna. I'm sure she'll cheer. I mean, she's. You I know, mean, you, you, you know the only thing that I heard you say right there. What's that? Babysitter. Did I say babysitter? <laughs> no. But that's what she'll be for Jack. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, I don't think I said babysitter. Yeah, but see, see, you you didn't hear that. See, Shane heard it because he's yep. he needs babysitters. Well, ho- hopefully she's cheering at the home games and and uh, we won't have to worry about it. But um, yeah, so that was good news to me. But I was yeah I was on Northwest side for that Oak Grove game, but. Um, I always, I always enjoy getting Warriors um, here to Southern Miss, but man, just another off, another solid. Even though he's probably going to take some time to get the shirt, uh, it's great having not only a Warrior but another offensive lineman that we can throw in the mix and hopefully marinate on him for a little bit before have to send him into the fire. Yeah, yeah, we, you, game is won and lost in the trenches. Uh, we have spent a lot of energy and effort shoring up the trenches on both sides of the ball, and it just continues. Uh, so fantastic to see. Bodes well for the future. We know we've got a ton of skill position players. We've got some young quarterbacks that are talented. Beef up those lines. Uh, I mean, that that's the difference between a good team and a great team is depth on the lines uh, because a good team can have some really good players, but when those players get tired and there's a huge drop off to the second level, then you can get hurt. If you've got a solid amount of depth, it makes a huge difference. So uh, I'm very excited about the direction we're heading. It won't be long. I mean, like the spring game is what early April, I believe. So we during baseball season. Yeah. Um, something like that. Late so you, March, early April. I, I hope that this year it's a game. You think we're going to do that? You think he's just going to do the same kind of practice type of deal? Probably the same. I probably. I thought I was. I enjoyed the same. I enjoyed that last year. Like I know it wasn't a game. You know the score and all that. It was different, but like I enjoyed seeing the activity. Like all of the the the, the, the coaching the whole time. There was. You know, they weren't really sitting still. They were doing stuff in different. I mean, I like I was I enjoyed the game, but I also enjoyed the setup there just to kind of see how they were working with everybody. Um, 
You can Speaking see the coaches, boys are buying in. I saw uh, Coach Ancar at the uh, grocery store tonight. Oh, cool. I didn't get to speak to him because I saw him like after. Uh, it was like I saw him as I was – my stuff was on the uh, – was on the little belt there and um and he was walking around but he was still in the store on the store side and then i paid for my stuff so then i'm standing there with my bag and i was like i'd really like to go over there and say something <laughs> but then i'm like taking the bag across the line you know and that, that's frowned upon so i did not well, make that this is true that yeah. is true we well uh, we had a, also a commitment announced today uh, evan mcnally a tight end from ocean springs Spoke with uh, one of his coaches, said he is a definitely that was a steal. Um, great kid. I uh, believe he's going to be a walk on. But I um, believe he's going to be my boss one day. That's what he's going to be. Probably. Yes. Probably. <laughs> so then we also had uh, a 2023 commit. Austin Gonzalez, a quarterback out of Lovejoy, Texas, who uh, via Twitter, uh, we find out that he scored a 36 on his ACT. Yeah, oh, hugely impressive. So yeah. That's the guy with the ACT. Well, I think McNally is very smart as well. I think he's yeah, a yeah. stellar, stellar student as well. Thirty-six. So. Can you guys imagine taking the ACT and just knowing all of the questions? I can't imagine like making a thirty-six and coming to Southern Miss and and not having to worry about um, paying my bills on time. Right. Yeah. You haven't got to worry about a whole lot if you make that thirty thirty-six. He literally doubled me up. <laughs> I mean, I thought I knew all the answers, too, but I was pretty hungover. <laughs> I took it three times. I went 18, 19, 19. I said, you know, I just, that's just how it's what I am. That's what, so. yeah, I'm stuck here. Consistency. <laughs> Shane, do you have some other Southern Miss sports news from the weekend? I do. Uh, we uh, We have... One other sport actually going on right now here in the next few weeks. We've got some others. Uh, it's going to get busy again. You're going to have to listen to me talk a lot at the end of the show, and I apologize for that. May even add a fourth thump in there, and things are going to get wild. Uh, but track is still going on. Indoor season uh, this past weekend's at the Vanderbilt Invitational, Friday and Saturday, the 21st and 22nd. Uh, had some really good individual performances. Uh, Fred Mudani set a new program record in the shot put with a throw of 59 feet, eight and a half inches, placing second. Corvell Todd won the high jump, surprise, surprise, with a jump of seven feet, one inches. And DJ Butler won the 400 with a time of 47.86 seconds. Uh, the men's four by 400 meter team of Chaldon Butler, Evans, and Williams placed second. And uh, that wraps up the podium finishers for this past weekend, but uh, had a couple of wins and a couple of second place finishes there amongst some strong competition. Uh, Golden Eagles are really getting into form and, and indoor season uh, really seems since it's so short, about a month long. And then you go into the conference USA championships. It's kind of a tune up season uh, heading into outdoor track. So uh, if, if we can really get rolling, we know we've got some people we can count on, uh, we've got some really good 400-meter sprinters. Uh, Corville Todd is just an absolute animal when it comes to the high jump. Uh, so we'll be hearing uh, those folks' names quite a bit over the course of the year. Uh, next up, 
Uh, since they were in Nashville this past weekend, they're going back to Birmingham. But this is a weird one because South Alabama is actually hosting it in Birmingham. The Jaguar Invitational is just Sunday, February 6th. So that's actually not this coming week. They've got a week off before they're back in action. Um, and then we not in action this week, but will be in a- or not in action last week, but will be in action this week. Women's tennis is kicking off the 2022 season Saturday, January 29th versus Southeastern Louisiana. They're in Hattiesburg at two o'clock. Um, yeah. And that is all for now. But here again, uh, really starting beginning of February, the first couple of weeks is when all our spring sports start to get kicked off and, and we'll keep up with all that action and, and have weekly reports for you. Jason, you had a, a quick golf update for us, didn't you? Yeah, so the golf team is, is is doing a golf tournament, and they want people to sign up for it. Uh, the dates for the tournament are Thursday, March the 10th. Um, there's going to be a, a 6 p.m. dinner and silent auction on that day. Attire is a business casual at the Harrisburg Country Club. Then Friday, March 11th, 12 p.m. is going to be lunch and registration, 1 p.m. two-man scramble. Uh, silent auction ends after the trophy presentation. And the location is at Hattiesburg Country Club. Um, there's going to be USM players available on every single hole. It's $200 per player, so $400 a team. Not a very bad deal at all. If you want to be a hole sponsor, it's $150 uh, per hole. If you're interested in this, they call it the uh, 2022 Golden Tee Two-Man Scramble. Please RSVP to Eddie Brescher. You can call his cell phone at 985 969 Six one two three, or you can email Eddie at Edmund dot Brescher, that's B R E S C H E R at USM dot EDU. All right, terrific, terrific stuff. Thank you there, Bump. You guys have any shout outs this week? Okay, uh, I want to give a few shout outs. First and foremost, I'd like to give a shout out to my beautiful wife, Katie Bailey, uh, turning 40. Uh, this week, and we are looking forward to an Ocean Springs weekend with some friends. It's going to be awesome. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to, I, 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 and I just saw this as we were doing the show. Luke Johnson, friend of the show, uh, Luke Johnson from the Eagle Hour. His wife passed her boards and has now become a nurse practitioner. Very wow. big deal. Yeah, really cool. We could have used her here to the top dog. <laughs> yeah. Luke's a good dude, man, and I've never met his wife, but I'm guessing she's pretty awesome because she puts up with Luke. Um, and I wanted to give a last shout-out to the city of Hattiesburg, man. We have a hot air balloon festival coming to town soon. I think they said during the fall. Uh, coming, so it's coming up pretty soon. Um, it's going to be neat. I haven't heard all the details of it, but um, we used to have one of those in Jackson back in the day. It was really cool, and the one over in Natchez is always neat. Um, the Hot Air Balloon Festival in Natchez, that's the first time I ever saw G-Love and Special Sauce. It was really neat. Uh, but this, this is another great reason. Band. To, yeah, great band. Great band. Um, so it's it's cool, man. I don't, know, I don't know all the details of it, but I know that the Hot Air Balloon Festivals are awesome. And it's just another reason that Hattiesburg just is the place where I call home, man. It's cool. You know, I don't know if you know, you know this, but uh... – um, I, I didn't realize it till today, but uh, I think May, better than Ezra, is playing at the lawn of the convention center. Somebody told me about that. I think it was Reagan. Reagan asked me, and I had not heard that. But that's great. They're opening for Ezra. That's an old 
Neil, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not what's his name. Uh, Neil Hamburger. No, uh, Norm McDonald. That's an old Norm, Norm McDonald. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, a yeah, Norm yeah, McDonald. Yeah. Uh, the last time I saw Better Than Ezra was in Reed Green Coliseum. I was wow. There. I was there. For me, it was Jazz Fest. The last time for me was Beau Rivage. I know Jerry DeFato was there. Farmer, Steve Farmer and Tabby were were in the house. It was down at the at the Bow, I believe. Um, for God, I don't think it was New Year's Eve. It was something like that, though. Good show. Great guys. Can't believe they're still doing it. Those guys are. I mean, I, I, I got to be pushing fifty, right? They're a little bit older than me when I was in college. They were out of college when I was in college, but still close to that college age. Yeah, that'd I mean, be fifty. Jagger's like ninety-five. And still <laughs> so. That would be fifty. Yeah, Shane, you have any shout-outs this week? Um, I don't have any shout-outs per se, but we'll go ahead and squeeze whiskey in here uh, before Jamie gets a chance to cut me off and and <laughs> keep Chad. Hope you guys enjoyed it. So I always send them to the top. <laughs> to the top. Uh, we're not responsible for above. No. Uh, so uh, kept on the theme tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, went with three uh, MGP. I've discussed them earlier. Midwest Grain Products. They're a distillery out of Indiana, but three rye whiskeys from them that were actually bottled by different companies. I believe I covered that they don't have many brands themselves previously, but they sell a lot of whiskey to other people who slap their name on it. It's good whiskey. Uh, the first one is actually out of Nashville, Tennessee. It's Nashville Barrel Company. A uh, couple of groups that are friends of mine here in the Raleigh area, Bull City Bourbon Club and North Carolina Whiskey Society, went in together and did a single barrel pick of an eight-year rye whiskey. Uh, which rye whiskey tends to age a little quicker than bourbon. So uh, an eight-year rye is probably like the equivalent of probably a 15-, 16-year-old bourbon. I mean, that's, that's a, f- a fairly old rye, but saying that, rye can get up to uh, – I've got some 15-year-old ryes on the shelf over there that are absolutely fantastic. Uh, so rye whiskey is a little bit different animal than bourbon, but uh, this Nashville Barrel Company eight-year rye is MGP Juice – uh, picked by some friends. And then the other two bottles that I drank are very similar. They're both from King's Family Distillery in Tennessee. Uh, these are, again, MGP rye uh, distilled products. But King's took the first one, and they call it Ryconic. Uh, it's a twice-barreled straight rye whiskey. So they take it out of one barrel that it's been aged in for the bulk of its life, and they dump it into a fresh barrel. And what that does is that gives it kind of a toasty kind of marshmallowy sweetness uh really really cool flavor a a lot of bourbons are doing that these days where they do a toasted barrel finish uh or twice barrel something uh and then that is a single barrel pick that i picked up in knoxville on a work trip months ago um and i bought it at the store i can't remember the name of it but it's got the group that actually did the selection blacked out with sharpie on the sticker because they backed out of it at the last minute and uh this store ended up with it and so i don't know who selected it but i bought it from a different store and it was delicious stuff uh and that's in tennessee they'll actually if they've got a bottle of it open behind the counter you can taste it before you buy it uh which was a completely foreign concept to me uh, couldn't do that in Mississippi, can't do that in North Carolina. But the guy saw me and another guy looking at the last two bottles on the shelf, and he's like, oh, I've got one over here if you want to taste it. And it blew us both away, so we both bought it. And 
they take that same Rykonic, which is the twice-barreled rye, and finish it in a honey cask, uh, which just is absolutely phenomenal. I just got this in. Uh, you used to have to go to their distillery outside of like the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area to buy this, but they started shipping through a third party company out in California that gets around some kind of shipping rules. I know you can't ship liquor into North Carolina, but this showed up to my house and I had to sign for it with FedEx. Actually, I didn't have to sign for it. Uh, the guy came to the door. I was like, Hey man, we're all infected. I, I can't open. He looked at me and he was like, it's cool. You're over 21. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around and walked away. But this is the, the King's family distillery, Ryconic that was an additionally, uh, honey cast finishing man, phenomenal stuff. You take that kind of marshmallowy toasty from the two barreled, uh, rye and, and then mix in uh, a distinct honey flavor there and it's dessert in a glass. So. Uh, yeah, that's uh, three MGP rye whiskeys, all very different, uh, all delicious. I like the FedEx driver because he's a drug dealer and he don't even know Doesn't it. even know it. <laughs> it took everything in my being to not play the Blue Mountain version of rye whiskey while you were talking about that. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about that too. Yeah. That's uh, a good song. So mm-hmm. I've, I've got an interesting shout out here. So sometimes uh, I like to, to do some last minute research while we're on the show. And I found something on Twitter, and I was like, okay, let me investigate this a little bit. And it turns out to be true. So we got to give a shout-out to former Southern Miss interim head coach Tim Billings, who is now the um, the linebackers coach at Southeastern Missouri State. Awesome. Really? Yeah. What a good guy. I yeah. mean, what a fantastic dude Tim Billings is. As, uh, I, he should have a statue on campus. That's how good of a guy he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, I thought he was out of the game. I, I did mean, too. I guess he, the, I guess he uh, just had the itch. This popped up on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter, and I checked. And Wikipedia says, as of 2022, he is back. He was at Southeast Missouri State before. Um, he was there for I think like, gosh, five years back in the day, 2000 to 2005. Yeah. Uh, I think he was the head coach there. So is that where Barry's played college ball? Did he play at SEMO? Right, and Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen, yeah. Scotty played at Arkansas. He played at – Yeah, uh, yeah, he was in Arkansas. Never mind. I totally jacked that up. But they (laughs) – but there are some directional Missouri schools. Was – did Barry go to SEMO or did he go to another directional Missouri school? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, Now i got to look that up while we talk. Um, But, hey, Coach Hall, if you happen to be listening this week, I I know occasionally when you got a lot of windshield time, you listen to us three idiots talk. Uh, If you ever need a coach on the defensive side of the ball for any position, you need to look up Tim Billings. uh, You probably know the man. but uh, Okay. Scott Berry, Southwest Missouri State. Okay. Thank you. So he was on the other side of the corner of the state. Swamo. They probably hated each other. So I went to yeah I competed against so this is this is like 21 years ago competed at UCA mascot nationals and the mascot for South I guess they're Missouri State now but they were Southwest Missouri State oh you're right you're right in college yeah. um their mascot was named Boomer it was a bear and this dude made nationals and his whole skit was it was to the Ghostbusters theme. But instead of it, like he dubbed it over. So instead of it saying Ghostbusters, it would be Go Boomer. 
So it was like, dun, 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 <laughs> go, bye-bye. And it was terrible. Like, he totally tanked this. I can't say anything. I've tanked skits before, too. But it was so, me and uh, the other Seymours at the time, we got the biggest kick out of that. Bye-bye. So that's what I think of when I hear Southwest Missouri State. Now, Missouri State. So. Yeah, Missouri State. They, uh, we played them in a three-game set last year in baseball, yeah. I think. Because yeah. I was like, what, who's that? Who's Missouri? And I, I, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, oh, that's one of those teams like uh, like West Alabama, like Livingston, right? What are they now? Are they West Alabama now? They were I, Livingston. I'll be honest. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't know like, either. And that's the point, I guess. But, uh, uh, a good buddy of mine actually went to undergrad at Southeast Missouri State. Uh, he doesn't listen to this podcast because he's not a real man and he doesn't pay attention to sports. But uh, just to call him out, if anybody in the Mobile area knows Graham Jones, you can tell him I called him a pansy uh, <laughs> on the air. But Graham Jones went to uh, grad school at Southern Miss, but he went to undergrad at Southeast Missouri State. Graham, Graham man, well, big fan of the wife. Yeah, yeah, Graham, with your giant body and your tiny head and your super hot doctor wife. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, never, never seen such a nice, uh, lovable, goofy dude stumble into just a, a perfect situation. <laughs> yeah, good dude, good dude. Definitely not a listener, but good dude, good dude. Yeah, definitely not a listener. He's not paying attention to sports, let alone Southern Miss sports. Yeah, he's got a hot doctor wife. What are you supposed to do? Whatever she wants. Well, hey, guys, uh, I think we think that about does it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. Damn. Okay. I missed my, I missed no, my, I missed do you, my, got, do you, got, do you guys want to sync it up? So I'll, I'll count it down. Y'all do it at the same time, and I can. No, well, you can just do it just like the football games. What? What? <laughs> like I mean, in football games, we all do the the to the top, like right after, like first down, Southern Miss. To the oh, top. but what I can do now is we can count you guys down and, and sync it up with you two. I can't do it with me and you guys, um, but you guys have to be like together, so I can do mine separate. But like I can take if we do a talk with you two, <laughs> I can move it to where it fits the other. Okay. All right. Well, we can um, give it a shot. All right. Let's so, see. So, all right. So, how are you going to count? Are you going to like? I'll, I'll, I'll say I can say it. I can talk because I can mute myself. Uh huh. But you guys are on the same track. Okay. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Talk. Wait a minute. Are we supposed to be saying <laughs> to the top? No, you just say talk. And I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna sink the, the I'm gonna sink the Bob, talk up. I thought we were I thought we were focused. <laughs> I thought we were saying to the top. <laughs> you said talk, and I was like, wait. All right, let's go again. So, right. so well, the important so, thing is you didn't even say to the top there. You just stared well, at me. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. So so you're so it's gonna be three, two, two talk. One. one. Three, two, three, one, two, talk. One. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. All right, let's do it again. Okay. Three, two, one. Talk. Talk. Damn. I said three, two, one. Is it is it easier to do three, two, talk? Uh, however, bump wants to. Yeah, do this, three, I'll, two, talk. I'll adapt. Let's do three, two, talk. I'll do one, two, talk. Okay? One, two, talk. Okay, I got you. One, two, talk. Talk. You're so late, bro. One. I said it again. I'll do it okay. with you. One, two, talk. 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 
I think it's just a delay. It may be just be the delay. It's a, it's across the country. I can I can now, still. I was about to say I am like thirteen hours away. <laughs> Maybe I need to go like on two and a half to line up with bump. We'll try. We'll try. We'll, we'll okay. try again, right? Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, so he's going. Okay, I got you. I got you. All right, go ahead. All right. Three, two, one. Talk. Uh, wait, wait. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. All right, all right, all right. Uh, one, two, talk. Talk. <laughs> was that better or worse? It's about the same. I don't think we're gonna. It's pretty bad. Yeah. All right. It was, was really it was fun. fun a lot it was bad. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina. Ohio State, RLSU, you play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season it's over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 